Welcome to Out of the Technicolor Closet, a podcast promoting inclusivity and understanding for the LGBT youth of today and tomorrow. We are your hosts, Ling and Stephanie. This is sponsored by the Out Center located in Benton Harbor, Michigan. So we're back for a second season. And I'm, I mean, I'm pretty excited. How are you feeling? I'm, I'm also very excited <laughs> that we're back. Definitely. So we laid down a pretty solid foundation in our first season, which hopefully you as a listener had a chance to check out. If you haven't, I don't know how you stumbled upon season two. But uh, yeah, let's get at it. In our first season, we discussed in one of the episodes, navigating through school and the workplace. But today we're going to dive just a little bit deeper into the whole school area of that topic. Yeah, there's been a lot of requests sent to the Out Center about, you know, I liked that episode um, in the first season, but I was really looking forward to you maybe addressing some more specific aspects of it, like uh, certain trans issues and certain um, ways to interact with people when you're figuring out your identity, so on and Mm -hmm. so forth. So I thought that we might as well start out with when we're all kind of discovering who we are, which is middle school. Yeah. And then transition to other levels in schooling, such as um, high school or college, or if you're taking a gap year, so on and so forth. So middle school, not a lot of us really understood what being LGBT meant around this time in our lives. Not only are we starting to go through puberty and being thrown into a new routine, but we're starting to discover who we are and what it means to define yourself. Being quote unquote gay has a lot of definitions in middle school. Many of your classmates might view being gay as quote unquote stupid, or quote-unquote retarded, or something they simply don't like. This perception by your classmates might cause some animosity in the classroom and inside of yourself, but you don't really need to worry, though. Your classmates aren't only in the same position of cluelessness that you are, they might not even know what they're talking about. Take this time in middle school to try and define yourself. By that, we mean what traits make up your personality as a whole and how you want people to see you. Your best friend during this time will be your online resources, websites talking about coming out, safe spaces and communities in your area, discovering yourself, and a lot more. There's no rush to talk to anyone about discovering who you are. You have your whole life to figure it out. I personally find that defining yourself helps you deal with more difficult aspects of who you are, as in your sexuality. So, um, I can't remember what you said. When did you realize that you were bi? How old were you? Um, I was in like late middle school. Okay, so what, like 11? Okay, so that was around, mine was like 12, 13 range too. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I was growing up, you know, just as a kid in my house, I would always just want to keep doing all the things my brother was doing. I'd want to wear what my brother was wearing. I'm just basically trying to be like him. And I felt, yeah, I felt the difference of that. And then definitely when I reached that middle school range, that's when I started to have different feelings. And uh, I think nowadays... I can't say the same for everybody, obviously, but it seems like it might be a little bit easier in that you do have those online resources. I had no idea what I was doing when I was like 12, 13 years old. Like we had just gotten a computer in our house a few years before that. And um, oh boy, dial up. Yeah. (laughs) And we didn't even have like the Internet. It was just dial up email. (laughs) Um, But during that time, you know, it's it's definitely something someone wants to have as a resource because then you can start to research online like hey i have these feelings does anybody else have these feelings and there's so many Mm -hmm. things now where you'll get an opinion from someone like oh you're not alone in this i feel this way too let's Mm -hmm. talk about it so i mean obviously it's different from the area you live in too because not all areas are going to be 
you know, the same same mind, mindset as you or, you know, you might be even scared to go do your research or something because it's kind of the fear of the unknown and you're only feeling what you're feeling inside. So I don't know. I, I, I like at least that kids nowadays have a better resource in a way. Yeah, before it was kind of if you don't have Internet at home and, you know, maybe if there wasn't Internet at all, it was kind of that. Do I talk to people about this? Mm -hmm. What do I do? And who do you talk to about it? Because, like, if you haven't brought this up to anybody, even if your closest friend, like I didn't tell my closest friends this because I'm like, oh, I don't think they're like this, Mm -hmm. you know, and how do you know any better? But when you're just a scared kid at the time. Yeah. You know, it's you don't know how to deal with those feelings. You're attempting to mature but you you don't know where to go with that either so yeah it's kind of like uh i want to talk to my friends about this because i can talk to them about everything else but what if they have the same mentality as the bullies at school do like mm-hmm. oh my gosh you know going to school so gay and so on and so forth yeah which when you hear that too still nowadays when people use the word gay to describe something i'm like what what do you stop it what are you doing it's like it's 20 2019 people yeah where are you get out of here <laughs> but yeah it's it's kind of crazy though where um growing up in a time where i had access to internet constantly mm-hmm. i would I, I can remember like being 13 and like looking up like am i gay quiz mm-hmm. and like um what is this quiz <laughs> and like taking all the quiz and they're like you might be like bro you need to you, need to you might be this. gay <laughs> you might be gay and it's like oh no yeah, and it was a scary thing, but seriously, that shows the difference in like our ages, though, on how technology progressed because we're roughly nine years apart. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it does make a big difference. So it's cool that you had that as an option. Yeah. And it's kind of a bummer that I didn't have that as an option. But at the same time, I guess I had more options than someone who grew up in the, the 60s and the 70s yeah. and so on and so forth. Yeah, exactly. We don't realize how privileged we are in certain situations until you actually like look back on it and you're like, wow. Because mm-hmm. all those people had to get through all that nonsense to get to where we are today mm-hmm. in order to give us those resources. Exactly. Like imagine navigating when you're like in your preteens in the 60s or 70s. Oh, like, gosh. It's even worse. Like not only is there... Just crawl into a hole at that point. That's <laughs> exactly. probably what I would have done. Just like, oh yeah, I'll just suppress this until I'm 25. You know? Right? Deuces. Isn't that so depressing too? I mean, but that's... Wait, we don't even have to talk about the 60s. I suppressed it until I was basically 25. So... <laughs> exactly. Sad. It's, it's, it's still it's happening sad. today. Yeah. It's, it's a bummer, but... Yeah, I mean, it's at least kids nowadays are are finding ways to potentially come to terms with it before having to really reveal it to other people. Yeah. So where it's more of, like I said, um, finding out how you define yourself Mm -hmm. and figuring out how you want, like, maybe others to perceive you. It's a lot easier to do nowadays than it was before. Mm Mm-hmm. Stemming from talking about middle school, high school is a whole different can of worms. Mm, All right. You've matured since middle school. You've learned a lot. You've experienced a lot. And you know pretty much how to navigate a public school by this time. Yeah. Uh, You know how people are going to react to you. And you know how the social systems in school work. Mm -hmm. So being LGBT or, or thinking that you are it's a whole nother hurdle to come across aside from, oh my God, does Chad think I'm pretty? Oh my God, yeah. what am I going to do for my history lesson? It's, oh my God, how are people going to think about me because I'm gay? Mm-hmm. Or how am I going to get through the day without being bullied? So yeah. on and so forth. Um, it's a turning point. And we're finally at the age of like rebellion, angst, you know. Uh, um, the world is terrible. Exactly. Yeah. 
And in 2019, we do have a lot more resources. You know, everybody's on YouTube. Everybody's yeah. on Google. Everybody's looking at everything. Mm-hmm. And we're all plugged in, um, which makes talking about being LGBT a lot more easy. It's like, to me, I feel like it could take one of two turns. Like one could be, it's easier because you have those resources, but also then because of how everybody is plugged in, they don't always know how to communicate those feelings to each other because they're just so focused on just staying in their zone and their comfort zone, talking on the computer, talking to all these other people on the world, but not actually talking to the people around them yeah. where, that they need the most. Yeah. Know? Sometimes it's like an echo chamber mm-hmm. of, of like how you think. And it's like, I'm right and only me. And then mm-hmm. you realize that the whole world is out there and mm-hmm. you might not be right. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the 2019 space, like talking about how we're all plugged in and whatnot, mm-hmm. and then take that and be like, we're more aware of um, gay rights and gay people existing now okay. to the point where um, when somebody talks about being gay, it's less of the what's that? Oh, my God. You more of. Yeah, I know. Like Ellen, she's pretty cool. Like, yeah, I know. Like this one ice skater, like I watch them. They're, they're cool, I guess. Or, yeah. Um, so on and so forth. Like, oh, I heard like there's a pride parade or I guess there's a pride month. What's that? Yeah. And I feel like there's still some anger and hate towards the community but it's a lot more questioning nowadays yeah um so since we're in a new technological age and we have so much access to the internet we all have phones it's a lot easier to educate ourselves on certain topics and i find that a lot more people now are hearing about the lgbt community especially in my high school and it's less of a prejudice more of just viewing it as a different group of people Mm -hmm. um And I feel that a lot of the people that are educating themselves about the community have more power than they think in high school, where they could actually help and Mm -hmm. they could change things around so that it can be a more accepting space. Mm -hmm. So, for example, I'd say, say there's a trans person in your high school Mm -hmm. and you see that they can't use the bathroom comfortably or say they're assigned gender at birth they use the same bathroom as you like the the female bathrooms but they want to be male Mm -hmm. and you see them go in there they're not happy they're not comfortable they're having a crappy day every day Mm -hmm. and you can use that and say wow there's places like target that have implemented a same-sex bathroom in order to avoid this to combat it Mm -hmm. so that people feel more accepted why not present something like this to my school staff yeah or why not say hey there's these like other bathrooms that nobody uses across the school or there's this family restroom nobody uses in the school. Like, why not use that? Not not to uh, interrupt you on that, but I was actually just in Boys Town in Chicago about two weeks ago. Oh, yeah. And uh, it just, in a way, kind of blew my mind a little bit. And, and it's, I didn't care. I really didn't. Um, but the bathrooms, you walked in there. I get it's Boys Town. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit more, obviously, accepting. <laughs> everybody, yeah, accepting everybody doing their own thing. Um, but it was guys and girls, mm-hmm. same bathroom, but it was strange how there was actually, there was no separation. It was like urinals right there. And then the bathrooms, like they could actually go into a stall on the other side, but it was wide open. So you're just like washing your hands next to a dude that's peeing and you're like, Whoa. Hey man, what up? <laughs> and no one seemed to care. That's but, so crazy. But you know, it's again, it's like a difference of where you're at, the environment, the people, yeah. how accepting they are and also, it's a bar, so there's probably a lot of people who just didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> but it just goes to show that if you have 
like, for example, that kind of bathroom, like a same sex bathroom where everybody's just going in and like minding their business. Yeah. Majority of the time, people aren't going in there to um, mess up somebody else's day or interact with somebody else in an inappropriate yeah, way. Or be cre- yeah, be creepy or anything. No one's like, that's not what anybody's on average trying to do. Obviously, you got your creepers out there, but yeah. people who are wanting something like this, it's just for themselves to feel comfortable. Mm hmm. And in a highly populated bathroom, especially in an area like a school or a bar or a restaurant, uh-huh. like if there was a same sex bathroom like that and something happened, it's very likely that somebody else is going to be right there to help you. Exactly. I feel like in situations like that, it, like think about it from a woman's point of view. We wait in line forever to use the bathroom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, if it kind of mold, like molded into the whole like same sex or like, you know, anybody can use the bathroom or something like I think that would improve lines yeah <laughs> or I, we're, we're all just basically stuck in it together instead yeah because a lot of the times i don't know if it's just me but i'll be at like a theater mm-hmm. um a little like bar that i go to with my family something like that etc and it's just like female line 80 miles long male line non-existent exactly and it's like what you're like i have to pay come on it's like there's just stalls in the male bathroom can we just go in there yeah like, come on man yeah but then again, you can't push everybody to accelerate at the same rate as you are yes. when it comes to acceptance. Exactly. So I think it's just going to be like a daily struggle, like how it is in high school or in schools or any place of education mm-hmm. where it's like you realize that there's people that wouldn't mind at all. Like probably the majority of the school would just be like, OK, whatever. Exactly. Like I don't care. Like they act like their gender, uh-huh. you know, they they want to be perceived as their gender. Why not just let them? They don't want to do anything to anybody else. Exactly. So I feel like majority of the problems when it comes to being in high school as, say, a a gay youth, a lesbian youth, a trans youth is just how the staff is making everything work and less of the maybe possibly toxicity of the students. Mm -hmm. And people don't really realize this, especially high school students, but the way that we act and interact with each other is largely influenced by the teachers. Oh, yeah. And if teachers don't care, students don't care. Exactly. Like you're, yeah, you're the the main influence in that classroom because you're leading the classroom. Exactly. Even if there seems to be like rebellious students, they still hear you. Yeah. Even if they don't want to, they hear you in the end. Yeah, they're just being jerks. Yeah. Because <laughs> all kids are. Yeah. And you can't just tell someone, like, grow thick skin, you know, you're going to get out of high school soon, man. Like, it's just a phase, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, you can say that all you want, but I don't know. Yeah. I feel like homeschooling is, like, very mm, controversial because your kid might be in a more comfortable environment if they view it as such, but at the same time, they need exposure to the world yeah uh yeah no i totally agree with that and especially if you're being raised by um a parent who is not accepting of various things in the world Mm -hmm. uh that's not i mean ultimately it's either going to make the kid have the same type of mindset as the parent unless Mm -hmm. the kid for what we're talking about is gay Mm -hmm. um then they're going to be like oh gosh Oh, this is terribly wrong. Like, yeah. You know, my parents are teaching me that I shouldn't be like this or something or, you know, no one in the world should be like this. So I feel like it could go either way, really. Yeah. I feel like you could either turn out a very suppressed person mm-hmm. where they're like, I've always learned that 
I shouldn't accept myself and this is bad and this is bad and this part about me is bad. And they become extremely internally homophobic and then maybe homophobic towards other people because of that anger. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they just end up rebelling. Mm-hmm. So either way, I don't think either is really good. Mm-hmm. And maybe if the kid is mature enough, they just learn to process mm-hmm. if they're lucky. But I feel like homeschool does have a lot of benefits, though, when it comes to bullying, especially if it's like an accepting yeah. household, because nowadays a lot more parents are becoming politically correct, you might say, and yeah. not really giving a crap if your kid likes the same gender. Yeah. Good for you, new parents. Good, good job, <laughs> parents of 2019. Yeah. You're doing great. Keep going, Yeah, honey. I mean, it's good. It really is good to start to hear more of those stories and hear that there are more accepting parents because you need that. You, you need to be able to support your kid in whatever it is that they choose. Obviously, if they're choosing bad things, making bad life decisions, that's a different story. But mm-hmm. them choosing not them realizing that they're gay. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's that's nothing that's going to to push them in a bad direction. That's just them going to be going off and living their life and loving who it is that they want to love. Exactly. I feel like education at home shouldn't interfere with your child's emotional stability or anything yeah. involving their sexuality. Like mm-hmm. what ma- what you have to deal with in math has nothing to do with what you have to deal with when you love somebody else. Yes. So I feel like. Except for one plus one equals two. Oh, sorry. Boom. <laughs> <You had to. laughs> um, uh, but I mean, I didn't know how to approach it because I've mm-hmm. never, I, I, I'm not homeschooled. So I don't really know like how that would even work. Like coping with that. Because there's some people that are homeschooled and like out in the boonies Mm -hmm. and they have like no Wi-Fi connection. They don't have anything. And they're just kind of like sitting ducks, realizing that they're in a not so accepting household. Okay, I'm going to be honest here. Living in southwest Michigan has been crazy for me Mm -hmm. because coming from Chicago, such a big city, uh, an area full of people of all kinds, you know, all different varieties. Mm -hmm. Um. It's definitely a different vibe around here. Yeah. For sure. You know, it is a small towny kind of feel, mm-hmm. which sometimes feels like not everybody has branched out and gone out there to see the world. Because to me, you need to be able to see the world in order to understand people a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Because then you can actually see different lifestyles, different approaches to things. You know, if you're kind of stuck like in a situation like this where you are homeschooled and you are in the middle of nowhere and this is all you know, like then this is all you know. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> you know, and um, and I'm not just saying that from like the city, city point of view, but like I've lived other places in the world and it does, it really does make a difference to help you see what's out there and to better relate to people and be more understanding of whatever it is that they're dealing with, whatever they're feeling and how their life is different than yours. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's a a really big problem when it comes to parents interacting with their kids or when kids are homeschooled by their parents is that the people who, who bore them and raised them, they haven't experienced enough life to really give a certain opinion about certain subjects. Mm -hmm. And nobody really can experience that much life and be perfect in giving information. But I think what we're trying to, to, touch on here is less of the fact that you need to know everything more of the fact that you need to be a little more open to everything Mm -hmm. 
and not saying that like yeah especially the like really outlandish stuff and bad stuff like obviously keep your moral compass yeah but just don't be so harsh yeah on certain subjects and yeah like you said around here it is kind of that more closeted ideology uh, Mm -hmm. pun intended um (laughs) when it comes to stuff like this where in in a city setting you can't really shelter yourself yeah and it's it's no offense to by the way this this area or any like country area ish would this be considered kind of country? Yeah, well like depending country. on where you're at obviously in southwest michigan area but you know mm-hmm. you, you you come into the country pretty quickly yeah <laughs> i'm in the middle of downtown st joe then suddenly i'm in the middle of a cornfield yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> um but yeah it does it does make a difference it really does based off of where you're living the people you're in, interacting with and how many people you're interacting with because let's say you, like i came from a high school where my graduating class was like 550 kids mm-hmm um whereas some people around here i know they're like my graduating class was 60 people i'm like 60 people 60 wow that blows my mind because it's like those are the people you know because those are the people you grew up with so in a way unless you did branch out and maybe go to a university or college somewhere outside the state Mm -hmm. what else are you going to know outside of this environment yeah yeah i get that and even hearing like 60 people for me is still like a big number because my like last year's graduating class was probably like 20 people 20 people yeah oh yeah. my our, our senior classes wow. are small like, that's crazy yeah. we're, i think i think it's like a rating level that they have but like outside of our school it's like d d level school okay which means it's like a really small school i'm pretty sure mm-hmm. so even hearing that like it makes me understand more why people might have such a closed-minded view on everything because they don't really know that many people. They mm-hmm. haven't been out of this small town yet. Mm-hmm. And I've talked to a lot of the seniors that have graduated last year. And so many of them are just like, I got to get out of here. Like, yeah. I want to see the world. I want to experience stuff. And I see that more and more and less of the senior classes and the older people in high school being like, yeah, I just kind of want to stay home with my mom and chill and like mm-hmm. do this around here and like work at the the factory around here. It's more of like, I will do anything. I will work as hard as I can. I will make up as much money as possible to like go to Detroit or go to like the next state over or leave the country even. Yeah. Because they just they crave more knowledge and it's so great to see. Um, But at the same time, it's kind of like it'd be easier for them to not have that feeling of escapism Mm -hmm. if the school just provided a little bit more, I guess, stuff. I I don't know how to say it, but if they um, just provided more worldly knowledge. Yeah. Like current (laughs) worldly knowledge. Yeah. Um, You know, and I actually dealt with that with my mom. Sorry, mom. Uh, When I was, you know, just getting older and getting ready to go to college and wanting to do things and wanting to go explore places. And mm-hmm. she's like, what's so wrong with here? I'm like, nothing. It's just, I want to see what else there is out there. Yeah. You know, and there's nothing wrong with that because it's a good thing. Then in a way you can think about it like, okay, well then I'm going to take my experiences that, you know, I gained from going to whatever place it is and I can bring them back and I can share my knowledge with you. Yeah, exactly. And it'll be good. It'll be a learning experience <laughs> exactly, for Exactly, for everybody, really. Because, yeah, I mean, that's ultimately what we're trying to do here based off of our current life experiences. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just trying to share what you know and try not to be biased about anything in particular. Just trying to inform people. Yeah, 
And I feel like a lot of the um, trans youth and gay youth and lesbian youth, um, bisexual youth, they don't realize, like, say they're in a small school like mine or even in a big school like yours. Mm -hmm. They feel like they're swimming in the same spot every day. Yeah. And it does get tiring. It does get repetitive. Like we both know that. I especially know that right now because it's what I'm dealing with. Mm -hmm. Summer is the best time ever because you get to escape, you you get to explore. And then you're back in that like tiring routine and it just makes you feel like you're never going to get out of here. And it's not permanent. That's one thing everybody needs to remember is it's never permanent. And you always have the choice and the ability to change where you are. Mm -hmm. Like as soon as you're done with high school, like I don't advise skipping high school. I'd advise getting your, your diploma. But if it's really that bad, go and get your GED. Mm -hmm. Go where you need to be, to be as healthy as possible. And if you can't tough it through because Lord knows you've already dealt with so much shit in middle school. Yeah. And Lord knows you already dealt with so much shit period in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I- exactly. You need to do whatever is going to be right for you and to make sure yeah, your mental health is in a good place and you're you feel stable enough because yeah, that totally messed with me so much when I was growing up. I mean, up until yeah, 3 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um that that's just like something that sticks with you because if this is how you grow up, if if this is what you surround yourself with and not by choice because it's going to be family. It's going to be friends. It's going to be your community. Um, if that's where you, you have been your whole life and this is how it continues to make you feel like that was one of my biggest reasons where I'm like, I need to branch out. That's why I moved to the city too. It was like, I need mm-hmm. a change of environment because like, I'm not feeling good here. And yeah. I need to make sure that I feel good. And it, it did make a difference. And I was able to get myself to a more healthy, comfortable mental state. Yeah. Yeah. So now even when I moved over here, I was like, whatever, I'm by. What up? <laughs> you know, but cool. You know, it's good that to to finally it's such a relief to reach that point to feel that way after mm-hmm. so long of literally feeling like you're in pain, basically. Yeah. You know? It's like constant mental strain and, mm-hmm. and battle between yourself and thinking like, This is bad, I'm bad, mm-hmm. I don't like this, yada yada yada. And it's so hard to put words to this emotion and like unless you felt it, it's really difficult to yep. describe. But that internal suppression and hate is unlike anything else yeah it is so destructive Mm -hmm. uh, with everything that you do and if you're not careful it can it can severely hurt you yeah and it can impede on your daily life and functioning and sometimes it does yeah but it's our responsibility being aware that we're dealing with that to seek out help you can't change anything in your life without seeking out change and you can do that anonymously now Mm -hmm. you can find people online you can go on uh websites and you don't even have to give anybody your real name just say i'm having this problem help what do i do yeah and lo and behold you'll get responses like reddit or something or or tumblr or twitter something like that Mm -hmm. like somebody will respond to you like if you just put what you're thinking out there yeah because someone else out there is feeling the same thing exactly so after high school You've experienced quite a lot. You've had to deal with not only middle school, but the horrors of high school. Mm. All right. So this gap year that you're taking, whether you might not even be going to college or you're planning on going to college, maybe in the fall, maybe in the summer, whatever. Yeah. Um, You can take this year if you're not working or if you're not too busy to go back to your community. You already know 
what you didn't like about the school. Mm -hmm. You can see if you are active enough in your school's community, like this was like terrible. Everybody hated this or I hated this or all my gay friends hated this, so on and so forth. You can go back as an alumni of that school and be like, hey, you can change this. Mm -hmm. Here's examples from other schools. Here's example from online. Here's how you can do it. Here's how you can fund it. Yeah. You can say like, um, what discrimination was happening? Like, were trans identifying youth able to use the restroom of choice? Like, was there a unisex bathroom? Was there a GSA? Could you find accepting resources? Was there a safe place you could go to de-stress? Like, if you answered no to any of these mm-hmm. as an alumni of your high school or middle school, maybe you should go talk to the school board because everybody has a voice or at least they should have a voice when it comes to meetings like that. Yeah. And I think that if you see a problem, don't just stand there. You know, you could help somebody's life so much. Like imagine if you were going through that same hate and discrimination at your time and some like huge random person just came back and was like, nah, man, I'm fixing this. Imagine how much simpler your life would have been. Totally. Because no changes can happen unless someone actually stands up and does something about it. Exactly. Yeah. And you might not really want to go back to high school. You might not really want to do that. It really depends on who you are as a person. For sure. But giving back to the community helps it grow. Mm -hmm. You never know who you're going to be helping and you never know how they're going to impact the community in the future. Yeah. And doing this for your school could not only help the people who are in the community, but the people outside of it. Yeah. They can learn more, experience more, and it just makes school an actual more knowledgeable place. Mm -hmm. I realize when it comes to being in college, it's completely different because obviously majority of everybody is a lot more mature than in high school and middle school, you know, it's a whole different environment. Mm -hmm. Um, And I realize that like a a lot of the colleges around here, they have a foothold in acceptance when it comes to literally everyone and everything. Yeah. Um, There is, you can create your own college groups. You can um, create groups about cars, gay people, feminism, meninism, whatever, (laughs) just like everything. And, it's a lot more mind boggling, I guess you could say, coming out of high school and seeing that you're like, whoa, what is this? Like- yeah, it's crazy how I remember just growing up, you know, each level of school that you reach, they'd be like, oh, we're preparing you for the next one. Like high school is preparing you for college. I'm like, no, it is not. It is not. There's nothing at all between college and high school that's like comparable other than obviously you're going to still have like work to do yeah. and you're going to be learning. But like the environment itself it's nothing like that. You don't show up to class. You don't show up to class. No one's going to be like searching for you or being like, hey, why aren't they here? Or why did you show up late? Like, no, nah, they're not going to care about that. Um, it's it's more of, I guess, a real world like experience where you're responsible for yourself. No one else is watching over you. Yeah. And you can do what you want. And yeah. And you can be who you want to be and not feel like you have to hide anything, which I mean, again, that's not always the case because I, I clearly experience like still needing feeling the need to hide things. But mm-hmm. I guess it just depends on also where you're going to be going to college because some colleges could be like of a specific religion. Yeah. Which we're definitely going to have to hit on that um, at one point. Next episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, college is definitely like a whole a whole new world mm-hmm. in the words of Aladdin. <laughs> Thank you, Aladdin. <laughs> 
Um, I spent a, a summer at Western Michigan University, actually, not too long ago, through okay. a, a program called Upward Bound. Mm-hmm. If you hear anything about um, programs, uh, people people in, in high school, if you hear anything about being able to spend uh, a summer or a winter or whatever at a college, take the opportunity. It mm-hmm. does give you a different perspective on the world of education. Yeah. Uh, anyways, about spending a summer at Western I had a lot of interactions with um, college students, even though I was still with a group of high school students, because we were involved in not per se college level classes, but uh, classes that involved college level topics. Mm -hmm. Um, So you're milling around Western and you see there's there's still kind of groups of people, but it's less of like the jocks, the nerds, the so on and so forth. It's. People just minding their own business. Mm-hmm. Nobody really knows anybody. And it's kind of accustomed to mind your own business in, yeah. in college, really. Um, and I find that a lot of the college classes, uh, the ones that allow it anyways, are a lot more open to discussion. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot more speculation and, and ability to creatively think in college because nobody's really suppressed to to stay in in one area and everybody's really had a lot of experiences to the point where not everybody's really thinking the same like you won't be in a classroom where everybody has the same idea like, yeah it's it's really game-changing seeing that and then not only that but like looking around the facility like you see the bathrooms like there's male female and unisex mm-hmm or there's there's like male, female and just like unlabeled bathroom. It just says bathroom or something like that. Yeah. And on Western, there was also this amazing, amazing, amazing uh, group of LGBT people that were a little I forgot what they were called. It's basically the college's GSA. Okay. And they ran a little panel for us because the whole summer was basically exposing us to college life. Mm-hmm. And they ran a panel for us, like, do you guys have any questions for us? Like, are any of you in the community? Like, ask away. And it was so crazy to see such articulate and informative people of the community that were there wanting to help. Um, that's nice. I went to Valparaiso. Mm-hmm. And you know what? There probably were resources like that. Or maybe those have developed a little bit more so over the past uh, six years since I graduated I don't know, but I didn't. I definitely didn't feel like that there, and that was a little unfortunate. I I knew some people who were gay, and they were open about it, and everybody for the most part seemed pretty chill, you know. Mm-hmm. Like no one really said anything, did anything was negative about it. But I guess maybe it was just the people that I I was surrounded by. Maybe I just didn't feel comfortable enough to actually reveal this part of me to them because mm-hmm. I came in as a transfer student too because I did community college for the first two years. Oh. So, you know, it's like I didn't have as much of that bond with some of the people. But at the same time, I don't know. It was a different group of people for sure. Mm -hmm. Definitely not. Majority of them, not the people that I would honestly hang out with nowadays. Mm -hmm. And like, but that's also something that comes with college or comes with life experiences is that you'll realize like, yeah, I don't really need that person in my life because they weren't actually like bringing anything positive to my life to make me feel better Mm -hmm. in any way. And like, you know, and I've reached that point too. Now we're. Like, I want to be surrounded by people that make me feel good, that are going to have similar ideas, like similar ideas and, you know, viewpoints as I do. But obviously I'm open to other viewpoints as long as it's not something that's going to put down 
other Others. people, yeah. you know, exactly. I'm, I'm like, I'm open, but obviously you, you kind of do want to hang out with more like-minded people mm-hmm. like yourself. So that way you can get yourself to, to a good point in life, to feeling positive, to feeling like you're, you're in the right place, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I get that. I think the biggest thing to do, especially in somebody that's like going into college or maybe already into college mm-hmm. is if you're looking at other places, look at the resources, look at the, the buildings, look at like all that stuff, like mm-hmm. call in and say like, do you have this here? Do you have this year? Do you have this year? Yeah. Like the people at the reception desk, they got to answer your questions because that's what they're there for. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So do your research when looking for your college. If you want to make sure that there's a huge LGBT community, look that up and ask. And if the people there don't know, there's probably something online about it. Totally. Um, yeah. And you're definitely going to be able to find those things. And those are like questions I wish I would have asked originally, but I don't know. Sometimes when I look back at life, I'm like, what was I doing? Mm-hmm. Why didn't I ask these things? But, you know, again, when you, when you deal with a lot of just like suppressing those feelings, you're just kind of like, I'm just going to go with the flow of the world, yeah. I guess. And, I, you know, it, it's it's something I don't want to say I regret, but, you know, I kind of regret it because I wish I was able to just be a little bit more of myself throughout those years. But I guess everybody needs to reach that point within themselves at mm-hmm. the time that they're supposed to reach it, you know? Yeah. And mine was three years ago (laughs) but really you know it's like everybody has their own path so if you if you feel like you do need to do that research before going somewhere before going to a school like do it for Mm -hmm. sure so that way you know what you're getting into and you know you're going to feel comfortable with it yeah exactly um Mm -hmm. yeah there's really no rush when it comes to figuring out who you are and i also have that constant like man what was i doing like last year was i doing two years ago so on and so forth and it's another thing when it comes to talking about this, like don't hold yourself to too high of standards. Yeah. That's another thing because that's something in, in my family that's really um, common where it's like uh, not to be stereotypical of my, my um, Asian family and sorry, mom, um, <laughs> but it's like, look at your cousin in Vietnam, you know, like he's so smart. He's a, like a, a math Olympic winner. And I'm like, okay. And she's like, be more like him. And I'm like, Okay. Um, and then it's kind of like, oh man, like I'm, I suck at this. Like, w- look at, look at my cousin. He's great at that. Or yeah. like, oh man, this person's straight. Like, look at that. Like, why am I not straight? Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Cause it's sometimes when you, you do look around, it's, it seems like some other people are ahead of you in life, mm-hmm. you know? And, and th- I know that's not how you should look at it, but if that's what you have seen this whole time, you're like, oh, well, why couldn't I just be like that? Then I could have had this all figured out, right? Mm-hmm. But you can't, yeah, you can't let that get into your head too much. Yeah, you can't let it get in the way. And like we stated before, you know, it's, no, you're not in a rush. This isn't a race. Mm-hmm. It's life, you know, live it, go for it. And obviously we're all going to make mistakes. We're all going to have regrets. And the best that we can do is make the best out of those mistakes. Mm-hmm and find the benefits of those regrets if you can yeah i mean and that's basically what i've done over the years i'm like you know what like you could spend all this time continuing to beat yourself up for not making this right choice or doing this differently but what is that going to do like learn you it literally is going to be a learning experience and you have to take that and move forward and yeah yeah and just do, do what you need at that point exactly and just use that to be like Wow. Okay. I learned from this. Maybe Mm -hmm. I can do this differently now. 
And instead of viewing it as like, oh, crap, that was bad. I should have asked Marissa out on a date. Now she's married. Instead, it should be, wow, okay, so I remember that happened. I'm going to ask Janice out on a date as soon as I see her again so she doesn't get married. Uh, yeah, <laughs> to somebody that isn't me. Okay. <laughs> like, j- just as a, yeah. like, an example, you know? No, I get you. Yeah. Well, good. I think this is a, a decent stopping point for the day. Um as we said throughout this episode, if you ever need any kind of resource, you know, search for it. You're going to be able to find it. The Internet's a great thing. If you're in the southwest Michigan area, the Out Center in Benton Harbor is a great place to visit. They're definitely a great resource and very informative, educational, and they're going to be there to be a support system, too, if you need it. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure any of the other ones that uh, you were listing, those are going to be great, too, because that's what those centers are there for, to to help you through Figuring out what you need, what you want, what you might need to learn still, and how to deal with the outside world. Um, So, yeah, find those resources and run with them. Yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, Happy to be making a second season of this. And I hope you guys enjoy. Our next episode will be about how religion and the LGBTQ community interacts with each other. Hey, thanks again for listening. It really means a lot to us. And give us a rating on Apple Podcast. And remember to subscribe to Out of the Technicolor Closet anywhere you go to get your podcasts.